This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Yeah. How are you? Oh, you know, just had an exceptionally cranky week. How are you? The same. Yeah. So I actually kind of want to talk about this thing that I uh, de-chatted you the other day. I had an interview lined up and they called to cancel it because they found my Twitter account and said that (laughs) I use profane language and specified my pinned tweet, which is Donald Trump, you're such an asshole. Because it's from 2012, <laughs> and I really want people to know that it, I'm not like new to hating Donald Trump. It's been kind of my thing. I was for surprised years. that I'm not surprised that they go through someone's social media. Uh-huh. I was surprised they told you exactly why. Why didn't yeah. they just say no? We're not interested. Well, and they called me, so I didn't have anything like on paper or whatever. And I also didn't get to be like as salty as I really wanted to be. <laughs> like she explained it to me, and I was like, all right, bye. Like. See you never. As I told Jess, <laughs> even if assuming this is all legal, which I didn't look it up or anything, but I'm like, yeah. if they didn't know you, if they're offended by you swearing, yeah. what do you think is going to happen when they hire you? Well, what I, <laughs> what I wish I had the kind of wherewithal to like get my thoughts together. So it's, I'm just going to say it's Sears, which is a pretty like, <laughs> pretty corporate corporate right. company for sure. Um, and what I really wish I had said was, I just want to be clear, is it my profanity or is it my political and religious views that you have a problem <laughs> with? Because I feel like that they're definitely tap dancing on a gray fucking area. Yeah. Because especially if, like, the atheists... Anyway, like, it's fine. I didn't want to drive to Hoffman Estates every day <laughs> anyway and, like, wear a fucking blazer again. I hated that. But anyway, it was just the first time something like that has happened to me that I know that that's why it happened yeah. like god knows i've sh- probably lost jobs because of my social media but i'm also in a weird see i've resigned myself to if i ever need to find like a a, a regular job or something uh-huh. i know they're gonna find a lot of stuff that's the thing is i it's not for me personally it's not a matter of oh i can just like make my twitter account hidden or my facebook page you know improve the security which is all definitely worth doing but like I do this. So if you Google my name, like you're gonna find it. I didn't go by like a like what's non de plume when right. I started writing for you in 2012 when I was like, I'm gonna make six cents a word writing right. for Hammond. Um, so anyway, that is not what I pay by the way. <laughs> anyway, it's just kind of I, I'm kind of having this like existential crisis of like. Have I shot myself in the foot because I do a dumb podcast? But the weird thing is, if it wasn't the podcast or the website the, or yeah, whatever, Twitter. it's going to be something. They'll yeah. find, if there's dirt on people, they're going to yeah, find dirt on people. Sure. So at some point, you just got to be like, well, don't do it when you're working for us. Right. Which is the right answer. Right. And then move on. Because I can't imagine you're not going to find someone who's swearing somewhere online. Right. And like... I don't know. I don't know. My, my husband convinced me that I dodged a bullet that like if that's... Oh, yeah. They were going to find you later. <laughs> yeah. They were going to get you. Or um, I just would hate it there if like yeah. that's their culture. Right. Anyway. Um, so by the that's... way, I have a cold. You can tell. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so... Let's start with this story that was in the news this, this morning. This week has been insanity. This week has been crazy. And it's Thursday night. We're recording on Thursday night because I'm heading to uh, Wisconsin tomorrow morning. Uh, for the weekend. And so it's 10.30 on Thursday night. So yes, I am drinking wine. Nice. Thank you for everybody who's so concerned that I haven't been drinking wine in episodes a lot, you guys. <laughs> it really warms my heart. Um, but just like, what, two hours before we started recording is when we got the news that 
um, Trump, Trump tried to fire <laughs> fire Mueller yep. in June, and that happened. So like. We're in an upheaval right now, but what do you? What happened this morning? It feels like a million I don't know. years. My attendance is out. Um, I'm sure twenty other things have happened, yeah. but I want to talk about something that happened this morning, which was um, actually I lie. It happened yesterday, and what happened is that a Republican uh, House member from Florida, Matt Getz, appeared on CNN with Chris Cuomo, and basically they were talking about some silly Republican conspiracy theory about. The, the secret FBI, society? The secret society, the oh, deleted so FBI text messages, all nothing. Mm-hmm. It's a nothing burger. But that wasn't the point. <laughs> At some point, Matt Getz says something like, um, these deleted text messages, like, of course, they were deleted. And he called it the, quote, biggest coincidence since the Immaculate Conception. Which, it doesn't make any sense Wait, as an analogy. tell me... The guy who said that Matt is he gets. Is he Christian I'm pretty sure he is Christian. Oh, buddy. Um Oh, you just kinda undermined the entire basis of your religion, my dude. Right. I mean, if just to step back for a second, we're gonna talk about what the Immaculate Conception is, but the point is like it's the biggest coincidence since like a biblical story. Yeah. It's like pretty much the whole point of the Bible is that it's not coincidental. It's yeah. part of God's plan. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So like, if it's a coincidence, then Christianity is incorrect. <laughs> right. So Chris Cuomo didn't understand the analogy for good reason. It doesn't make any sense. No, it is a lousy analogy. But he honed in on the right part of this, which is what do you mean by the Immaculate Conception? Because what do you mean? It's coincidental, like the Immaculate mm-hmm. Conception. And the guy's like, I was just making a point. It's weird. It's a weird coincidence. Absurd coincidence. And then Cuomo's like, oh, I gotcha. So he goes on. (laughs) By what? What do you think happened with the Immaculate Conception? And Getz is like, oh, here's what he's thinking. This is CNN. These these people are secular heathens. They don't know anything. So he says, you know, the Immaculate Conception, it's obviously a religious doctrine. It deals with the Christian faith. Chris Cuomo. Oh, Christian. Chris Cuomo is like, yeah, I know. So he's like, I know, but I'm saying like, where is the analogy? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. What do you think happened (laughs) with the Immaculate Conception? Gets. Look, did you really bring me on to discuss my religious views, Chris? I mean, I'm a Christian. I believe the Immaculate Conception was how Jesus was born. Yeah, dog. That's the wrong answer, of course. And Cuomo was like, the Immaculate Conception is not how Jesus was born. Wait, it's not? Yeah, it's not. And here's the thing. I don't fault people for not knowing it. I didn't know this for the longest time because I believed the idea that, oh, Immaculate Conception, that's Jesus is born of a virgin mother. Right. No, that's not it. What? The imma- yeah, no. So you're where Getz is. But the difference is he's a Christian, a Christian going on CNN talking about being a Christian. That's... A uh-huh. huge difference. The Immaculate Conception says when Jesus was born, Mary was basically deemed, if you're going to be the mother of our Savior, you're free of original sin. You have done no wrong. Mary is also clean and pure and perfect. She is absolved of, like, all that sin. So that's the Immaculate Conception. It refers to Mary, not Jesus. But wait, so the Immaculacy, is that the... Don't look at me like that. It might be a word. The Immaculate is referring to Mary, Mary being free of sin, not being a virgin. Because I has that nothing was to do with the virgin stuff. Has nothing oh. to do with Jesus. So Chris Cuomo knows this. So he's like, the Immaculate Conception is not how Jesus was born. 
gets, says, it was the conception. That's the nature of the immaculate. <laughs> and Cuomo's just like having too much fun with this. No, it wasn't. It was Mary's conception. <laughs> it was mother's conception without original sin. Uh, it was not the conception of Jesus. And then, then here's the best part. Facts matter, Congressman. If you're going to make an analogy, at least know what you're talking about. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> so again, the issue here is, like, I get that a lot of people have the misconception. I've been there. I get that. Yeah. The issue is that this guy's going on CNN acting like he's the smart one. And not only is he perpetuating a bullshit conspiracy theory, uh-huh. he's doing it by using a faulty understanding of the faith. He's just that kind of a mess all over. Totally a mess. Hammett, now, why won't you play with Dottie and her new dragon toy that she's trying to give to you? I don't like animals. She just got or a things new, smaller than me. She just got a new dragon toy that she's trying to play with you, and you're just ignoring her as if she's not the most precious animal that's ever lived. The dragon or the dog? Both. She's Aww. such a good girl. Anyway, <laughs> that is buck wild. It, it just cracked me up that oh, I love that he challenged like the gets challenges Cuomo, That's, who's like CNN secular, and he gets called up by someone who knows more about his faith than he does, which happens all that. the time. Oh, by the yeah. way, this is like atheists know when you're quoting parts of the Bible that don't make sense. Oh, hundred. If you don't understand like some version of uh, the Garden of Eden, we, right? We know more about religions than most people, like. A survey has shown that. Right. That's why we're atheists. Or even like we recognize like the two Corinthians thing that <laughs> right. Donald Trump did. Like, yeah, we we may not believe it, but God, we know how the nomenclature works. Right. Um, on a similar uh, slant, I yeah. have um, so uh, Franklin Graham was on. Uh, CNN talking to Don Lemon on Tuesday. Have you heard about? You, uh-huh. You've definitely heard about the quotes. So, like, really this week has been... I think the Stormy Daniels thing broke last week before we recorded, but we really didn't touch on it. Um, Like, I think we mentioned in passing. But um, it's really become this moment of reckoning of, like, hey, evangelicals, like, everything that you are saying you want in a leader, Trump is not. Right. And that story in particular really encapsulated everything. It's like... It's not just that he had an affair. It's that he had an affair three months after his son was born, the fifth son to his third wife, by the way. Right. And not only did he have an affair, he paid her hush money to shut up about it. Mm -hmm. It's everything evangelical. If Barack Obama did that, imagine what the white evangelicals would be complaining about. And it's such an exhausting thing to keep saying, but I think it's really important (laughs) to continue to make that that correlate that that draw that line between If Barack Obama had done the same thing, if Hillary Clinton had done the same thing, they would literally have crucified him. Like they, mm-hmm. like it's just the multiple wives thing, just the multiple kids. He's a famous philanderer. Like yeah. it, nothing- the interesting thing to me is how it's not that Trump does all this stuff. I fully expect Trump to do all this stuff because I knew this. Yeah, no, Anyone like he's he's a- as their eyes open knows this stuff has been happening. What's interesting now is to watch, oh, Franklin Graham's going to be interviewed about this. How's he going to rationalize this one? He's going to do a bunch of (laughs) backflips. Right. What sort of um, verbal theological gymnastics is he going to pull this time? So he is sort of alleged a lot. And so, and I think it's a, I love this idea that they're, so it's not even moving the goalposts about morality. It's moving the goalposts of truth. (laughs) <laughs> of like, if they heard an inkling that somebody mentioned in passing that there might be a secret society and everybody's 
flipping the fuck out. But all all the dominoes are lined up. And that has to be true because they heard one text and that's it. A- have you heard the context of the text? Yeah, it's a joke. It's like, literally somebody making a joke. Right. Like it's like Oh, I if guess you're I, gonna go to the secret society. Ha ha ha. It's like if it didn't have a winky face. If somebody though, saw the G chats between me and Hemet and I said I'm going to hell and they're like, Jessica is actually a Christian. Right. Like it's pulling things so far out. Anyway um, but you got the porn stars saying this happened. You porn have like money that they found in the bank accounts. Uh, but all of that is alleged. So he said these alleged. This is Franklin Graham. These alleged affair. They're alleged with Trump. Emphasis mine didn't happen while he was in office, which yes, apparently they happened 11, 12, 13, 14 mm-hmm. years ago. And and so I think there's a big difference, and not that we give anyone a pass, but we have to look at the timeline, and that was before he was in office, which is. Bug wild. Like, what a weird, like, anything anybody does is, like, what? What? <laughs> how is... How? It's not, by the way, like, well, he did that before he was a Christian and he accepted Jesus. No, right. no, no. That That's not what matters to Franklin Graham. It's, oh, it happened before he got elected, therefore, who cares? Right, and I... And by the way, he hasn't been good since right. taking office, he's been racist, he's yes. been sexist, he's lied about everything. I mean, there are plenty of things for Christians to point to and say, if you actually cared about you know, your convictions and your beliefs, you could point to a bunch of things Trump has done right. since taking office, but none of, like, it's not just that the affair happened before the election right. and therefore they don't care. It's that they're not bothered by anything he's no. doing since taking office. Because, not enough to abandon it. Yeah, and, and he does address it, but and I don't have it in my notes here, yeah. but who said that he's got a mulligan? Was it Oh, oh, I got oh. that one for you. So let's talk about that too. That was Tony Perkins from the Family Research Council. Mm-hmm. And he went uh on like uh he went somewhere. He was talking <laughs> to somebody, maybe on a radio show, but he said <laughs> these, these are great sound bites because it's he goes even further than Franklin Graham. They said, well, what about all the stuff Donald Trump said about the shithole comment, the hush mm-hmm. money? And Perkins says, we kind of gave him, you know, all right, you get a mulligan. You get a do-over here. That's it. Why? You, why? And why? here's the interesting thing is, even if you want to frame it in a, we're Christians, we're forgiving, you just need to... A-, he's not asking for forgiveness. No. He's not Donald backing Trump down. said before, the, before, the, uh, before he was the nominee, like, or before he was elected anyway... I don't ask for forgiveness. No. No. But um, By the way, Tony Perkins, they also asked him, whatever happened to turning the other cheek? I think this is an interview with Politico. Somebody asked Tony Perkins this? Yeah, what happened to turning the other cheek uh, when, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Perkins said they were tired of being kicked around by Barack Obama and his leftists. Oh. And Tony Perkins said, I think their evangelicals are finally glad there's somebody on the playground willing to punch the bully. And that's a violent metaphor or analogy or whatever. And, and that... Reporter was like, what happened to turning the other cheek? Tony Perkins says, well, you know, you only have two cheeks. Like, oh, forgiveness has a limit, I, I guess. I don't think that's how that And then they asked, like, well, do you think Donald Trump is a moral leader? He's a leader, said Perkins. Well. So again, he's, and by the way, he issued a statement today, Tony Perkins did, trying to explain these comments saying right. that and you know we're not forgiving him for any of the stuff he's done uh-huh. like obviously some of the stuff he's done is awful what we're saying is that you know we're not distracted by some of this stuff and that as long as he keeps appointing the conservative justices as long as he keeps fulfilling you know the evangelical wish yeah. list we're not we're going to keep supporting him 
which is exactly what everyone thought Tony Perkins and Franklin Graham were always saying. We know that. Right. That's the problem. It's that it's not that you're forgiving him or like you ignore his past or something. It's that Donald Trump has said racist things. He has said, you know, he has appointed white supremacists to power. Mm -hmm. He is blissfully ignorant about everything. And the response to all that is, meh, doesn't bother us. If they're not bothered by that, that's the problem. Not the forgiveness for whatever happened in the past. It's that Donald Trump has done a ton of things that you would have gone ballistic about if Barack Obama did it. But because he's feeding you a little bit every, you know, every few months, here's the judges you want. They are willing to overlook everything else. They are not bothered by racism enough to abandon Donald Trump. They're not bothered by his misogyny. They're not bothered by the shithole comments or the fact that he doesn't actually know anything about Christianity or whatever. Or about the government. No, yeah, he doesn't know how to govern. He doesn't know how it works. He doesn't know the limits of justice, whatever. None of that is important to these evangelicals to the point where they say that's a deal breaker for us have as long as he gets the justices. Have we this conversation of if, I think we have, but but let's do it again. If the tables were turned, what would somebody on the left, so say we have a Democrat in yeah. the White House who's passing like pro-LGBTQ legislation. Who who's is, giving us the legislation we want, but. But is a nightmare human. Sure. Um, and I think we're already learning that. Al Franken is a perfect case of oh, that. Oh, that is when we talked about it. Because okay. Democrats were the ones leading the charge to say, let's get rid You're of him. Right. I think Republicans were like not being very vocal about Al Franken because they're like, well, if you're going to get rid of Al Franken, we got some way worse people on our side. <laughs> so it was Kirsten Gillibrand. It was other Democrats leading the charge to get rid of him, even though they said very clearly, he's awesome on our issues. Right. But yeah, some right, of the right, stuff right. he does is garbage, which I know is debatable, like the way it all worked out. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I think Democrats have proved that they're doing their part on this. It's the Republicans who are hypocrites. So I, I read quotes like this. This is, again, from um, from Franklin, Franklin Graham. Yeah. Um, quote, I believe Donald Trump is a good man. He did everything wrong as a candidate, and he won, and I don't understand it. Other than I think God put him there. I understand it. It's because evangelicals didn't give a damn about anything he did, and they were going to vote for the conservative person. Franklin Graham also said, like, he's not president perfect. Like, yeah, he's not president perf- mildly I've, adequate either. Right. And I've also heard people say, oh, like, oh, he's not the pastor in chief or whatever. Right. They'll find any <laughs> way to rationalize it. Again, as long as they get the justices... As long as he gives them, you know, their conservative Christian wish list, nothing Trump does will uh, will do bother we, them. Trump could have an abortion while in the White House, and they would not care as long as he passes like appoints justices who are supposedly pro life. Yeah. And even an abortion now would not bother them. Mm-hmm. That is how hypocritical these people are. I guess are. I wish they were at least intellectually honest with us. I wish somebody, and I, maybe somebody has, and I don't watch Fox News enough to catch it, I wish somebody would say, like, yeah, I think he's abhorrent. I think he's a fucking monster. I think he's... Some of them have. Some of the Republicans have. They're not in office anymore. No, no, no. But I want want the the Franklin Grahams of the world to be like, yeah, no, I don't believe he's Christian because he's obviously not a Christian. I don't believe he has any moral compass to speak of. But he is in office and he's advancing causes that I care about and therefore I'm going to I would 
I would respect them more for that. Because to pretend that Donald Trump is this sort of moral, upstanding citizen who's standing up for and representing Christians is laughable. And it's impossible to, no matter how much tap dancing you do, it's impossible to make those things fit in. But if you're like, hey, listen, he's a, he's a son of a bitch. He cheated on two, three... He cheated on three out of three of his wives. He is just a fucking monster. He hates women actively and aggressively. He doesn't know shit about Christianity, but he's towing the company line. He's doing, he's putting conservative, at least then they're being honest with us and we can have a conversation about that. The, the person who's probably come closest to doing the thing you're talking about is Russell Moore, who works with the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm -hmm. So again, Southern Baptists, these are the people who are on Trump's side right now. Russell Moore is more or less a never-Trumper, and he's been that way before the campaign. He's that way now, Mm -hmm. and he's faced a lot of backlash for being a never-Trumper. However, it rarely goes that far. Right? He's not like bashing Trump on a regular basis. He's just like, well, I don't feel comfortable voting for this guy Blah, blah, blah. It's bad for, it's bad from a strategic point of view. Mm-hmm. And he's a bad person, whatever. But again, it's tepid response. What has he done to really push people to not vote for Trump? Mm-hmm. What is he doing now that Trump is in power to, to push to Christians diminish, away? Yeah. Yeah. It's very little, relatively speaking. There are progressive Christians who have been on the right side of this issue since day one. He's not one of them. And like while all this is going on, he's still pushing the, anti-gay rhetoric he's still pushing all the bad issues and so of course he's like well trump is right on this issue even if i don't like him i mean it's not and i think it's troubleson and i i and i wonder if we all fall into that sort of um um just staying within your lane because it's really hard to admit when you agree with somebody who you generally disagree with but i wonder if that's sort of the path for because I don't know. I would hope for who Christians for just the the world. I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm talking in pretty broad strokes. I don't know. I'm just kind of frustrated and feeling like nothing. I feel like this has been happening for a long time. If if Hillary won, they would have been talking. They would have been every if single thing she does, they would have found a way to treat that as anti-Christian. Yes. Now that Trump is in office, they'll do anything they can to either distract or ignore him mm-hmm. while pushing his policies. Um, I want to raise another story because I think it goes in line with this, which is that the Barna Group, it's a Christian polling organization, just released a new study on what they're calling, well, what other people are calling Generation Z. So this is after millennials. Can we talk about this naming convention? Because guys, (laughs) guys, we literally just hit the end of it. Yeah, I know. We have no more generations now. But these are the people born after 1999. And the thing we know about Generation Z, according to the Barna Group, the reason we should pay, the Christians should pay attention is that this is the least religious generation they've ever seen. Not surprising. According to their study, 35% of Generation Z teens, these are like 19-year-olds and younger, they consider themselves to be nuns, atheists, agnostics, no religion. 14, um, 13% of Generation Z atheists, not just nuns. And that's double what it is for millennials at like Mm -hmm. 7%. So this is obviously a cause for concern for Christians and all that. And that's what they were troubled by. But the thing that, that they didn't talk about 
that I think relates to all the stuff we're talking about is that this survey was taken like whatever months and months ago. This is well before all the Donald Trump stuff kicks in. Mm. And imagine, I think the reason Generation Z is less Christian than ever before is because they grew up over the past, whatever, five years. Like, they've been conscious and aware of what's going on <laughs> for, like, whatever, five, ten years. That's when all the gay rights stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. That's when we saw this push for more feminism. They grew up in this socially aware, progressive era. Yeah. And now it's only going to get worse for evangelicals because they're doing even more to align themselves with the most racist, bigoted people in politics. Like they are one and the same. So if it's bad for Christians now, guess what? It's going to get worse. Well, because they're not doing anything to to improve their image, which I guess is... They can't improve their yeah, image. Like, they hold horrible beliefs. Yeah. You, uh, unless they're going to change their views, you can't sugarcoat your bigotry. So yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't care what they're going to do. But like they were saying, hey, youth pastors, you got to reach out to these kids because they're interested in religion. Mm-hmm. They're open to it because they'll believe anything. Right. So we got to reach them. The problem is it, that's not going to help you. I be- just... And oh. I just have to think the internet is the biggest part of all of this, right? Yes, like, and that's what hit the millennials too. So yeah. like the millennial generation that was less religious than the one before, mm-hmm. we grew up in the time when the internet was taking off and so now we have exposure to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The question is, how did it go from our generation to even more atheistic? Because yeah, we, we had the internet, they had the internet it's, too. And the reason is... It, they're just I, being left behind. It's the social issues. Yeah. And they're just like, well, I want nothing to do with these people who are so anti-gay. Mm-hmm. Um, transgender issues. Oh, man, the church is doing nothing on that, well, relatively and, speaking. And even... This is just spitballing, but even just thinking about, like, f- like fiscal issues, if we're talking... And this is more political leaning than, than, than uh, religious leaning. So if we're talking about, like, people who lean right, when the the wealth keeps like getting shoved closer and closer to fewer and fewer people. Like that feels like a really unsustainable model because you need a certain number of people to like remain in power. And if you, you know, if, if fewer and fewer people feel like they're going to benefit from like a corporate tax cut, then what, then what is the appeal? So either there, I don't know. I just, I don't know what has to do with this. Like, other than Christians aren't saying no to that either. They're not bothered by the income inequality. They're not bothered by any of these issues. One thing I I would point out, this is a game you could have played years ago, but it's especially relevant now. If you ask somebody, uh, 19 or younger, Generation Z, whatever you want to call it, name a famous Christian. So I'm sorry, that would be born... Uh, 1999 and after. Name a famous Christian. Who do you think they would name at this point? Barack Obama? <laughs> no. No? No one's going to. That's not the first Christian that I think comes to anybody. Uh, by the way, I don't have an answer to oh, this. Oh, like I'm Joel, totally, the Joel Osteen Joel types? Osteen, who now is known for keeping people out of his church yeah. during the flood. That's what he's best known for right yeah. now. You, you're going to find someone who's on TV all the time, who these bigots who show up on CNN and don't even know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But you're going to find someone who's anti-gay, anti-abortion, anti-science, anti-woman, mm-hmm. and now pro-Trump. Like, none of this is good marketing for the Christian yeah, world. Yeah, history is not going to be kind to this particular right. swath of Christians. Oh, yeah. And again, the whole purpose is 
if they stuck to their principles, if they stuck to what the stories are in the Bible, like Jesus works for the poor, the people who are the immigrants, the outcasts, the ones that's that's a story I want to get behind. Like if they had followed their own damn book Mm -hmm. that they seem to claim to love so much, but clearly haven't read, maybe they would get somewhere. No, but the thing with the Bible is, and this is not an original observation, but you can pull anything you fucking want to out of the Bible. You can. And and we've talked about this before. There is a rise of the religious left that is doing just that. Which is, but name somebody on the religious left. If you ask people who don't follow this stuff regularly, yeah. they're not going to name William Barber. They're not going to name Jim Wallace or whatever. Like I'm not going to name those dudes. Yeah, like, those names do not come up. Right. I'm glad those Christians are working on the right side of these issues because mm-hmm. they're actually putting their their money and their time where their mouth is or whatever they're saying is. <laughs> uh, I, it's late. But they're doing, they're, they're walking the walk. The people who are defending Trump are basically saying, look, just ignore the Bible stuff. Mm-hmm. He's giving us power that we haven't had before. So just enjoy it. Yeah. It's pathetic. Um, did you read the piece by Essie Cup about why evangelicals stand by Trump? No, I stay away from her. Which is self-hating atheist. A super anyway, what'd she say? No, it's a super. Well, when you were talking about the, uh, we're tired of being kicked around by Barack Obama and his leftists. I was yeah. like, I have that in my notes too, but I don't know why. Really? And it's because she quoted uh, Perkins as well. So, okay. um, Cub yesterday uh, released, and she's now a what? CNN anchor? No, she's. I think does she pass Fox. CNN? Is she, is she on Fox, Fox now? She's been she, on multiple networks. Okay, so if you don't know, and I obviously don't, but Essie Cub is uh, a woman who is an atheist, but a conservative. conservative. And she's on Real Time with Bill Maher a lot. Yeah. She's done a lot of the panel she's shows. She's not on my favorite human. Um, so she released a book. So, okay, this is the article that she wrote. I swear to fucking God, this is the title. Honey, you have to get a copy editor. I'm <laughs> I'm free. Why evangelicals stand by Trump, colon, those calling out the hypocrisy of Christian conservatives ignore the scars of recent history. So, um, for, okay. So essentially what she, she's trying to, again, do this sort of intellectual, you know, somersault into explaining why, why, um, uh, Christians and evangelicals specifically are still very much in support of Trump, despite the fact that he stands for literally nothing that they purport to stand for. Um, and it comes down to the left was attacking Christians. Right. And this, and so I, I hear, I see and hear time and time again this. Is sort she of, defending that point of view? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, like, her whole thing is. Well, Barack Obama was mean to Christians, so this is what you get. Is really like if I had to boil okay. down her argument. I get that that's her argument. What does she say Barack Obama did to Christians? Um, he said that one thing about um, where is it? We're uh, tired of being kicked around by Barack Obama. Leftists. What, that they cling to their guns yeah. and their Bibles or whatever. Yeah, the cling. Why I thought I bolded it, but oh yeah, cling to guns and religion when they're angry or scared, which, which is true. Which is the truest thing a human has ever uh-huh. said. Um, so just to point out, so he hurt their feelings this one it, time. It, quote: It was eight years of policies uh, that trampled their religious values, from expanded oh, abortion rights shit. and decreased regulation, even in the face of horrific, horrific cases like Dr. Kermit Gosnell. Right, the abortion doctor who did, like, unethical, horrible things. And continued efforts to chip away religious employers' rights. So, 
So I think here the confusion is... (laughs) The, and this is what we see always with Christians when we're talking about national policies is that they confuse getting their own way to oppre- uh, with oppression. Right. When Barack Obama and his administration said, uh, you know, everyone in a public place has to offer health care that is comprehensive, that includes public schools or uh, places that get taxpayer funding or something. Right. Some of those are religiously run. Like the Hobby Lobby type of things. You're a public business. You got to do this. Right. So, of course, they argue. If you think that's the biggest violation of Christians' beliefs or something, um, and that was debated in the courts and whatever, but if that's what they're referring to as, like, this trampling of our rights, you're forcing some people to what? Like, now bake a cake that go, like, sell the same cake that we sell to straight couples? You want to sell it to gay couples? That's a violation of everything we stand for. By the way... Trump is tearing apart immigrant families, deporting people who have been here forever. None of that matters. Those families are brown. But if you have to bake a cake for a gay couple, then everything Jesus taught you is shit. I I guess that's... But you're right. To go back to your point, it's when Barack Obama says we have to treat everyone equally, they see that as oppression, like you said. Because all of a sudden we're not playing by their rules exclusively. And I, I will just never, ever, 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 ever understand... Like, I... When I think about... Somebody asked about uh, last week about if we get tired of hearing the same arguments or or when do we get frustrated or fatigued. And one thing I always try to do is sincerely try to see things from the other person's point of view. And, and I think that's the only way you can either see where they're coming from in an earnest and sincere way and maybe persuade them otherwise, or at least under, like come to an understanding mm-hmm. instead of this like talking at each other thing. The thing that that really, and this is, I think, the thing I've gotten in most Facebook fights about because I refuse to believe that people are just this mean. Is the immigration thing? Is this idea of these kids? Their parents broke a rule, and even though they've paid taxes their whole life, been productive members of society their whole life, made a home here, don't have a home anywhere else, on principle, because a rule was broken, they need to be punished. Hmm. And it's just this like punitive, kind of vengeful thing that... According that, to one report, by the way, they're going after activists, too, who didn't do anything wrong, cool. who are fighting for those immigrants. Super cool. Uh-huh. I just don't... I don't understand why... Meanwhile, by the way, Trump has broken way more rules. Than oh my god! Any, of course, or at least more. And, and to paint rules. this as anything other than maybe thinly veiled racism, I think is disingenuous because because the shithole cu- countries <clears throat> thing is very evident that he wants white people to come to the country, right? To come to our Norwegians. country and Norwegians, you know, the ones who super want to come here with all of our gun violence and shitty health <laughs> care. To to pretend it's anything besides racism is is I think disingenuous because and also like how can you be so um, so ignorant of history like I'm somebody I personally am half Italian a quarter Irish a hundred years ago like I was from the shithole countries mm-hmm. and so like how which is by the it, way a lot of people who were pointing that out on TV, in print, to we're saying, look, I'm white, but I was that person, like you, yeah. generations ago. My people were considered the ones I mean, from, arguably like, the, still. whatever country. 
arguably still the Irish are demis- uh, discriminated against. Like, mm-hmm. it's just this weird thing of... And, and uh, I don't know. It's it's nothing. I'm not going to say anything original. You would hope really Christians would stand up. They don't. Yeah, I'm just really frustrated but with the it. thing about that se cup article is Ugh. this idea that Christians had it rough over the past eight years. Oh no, suck my dick. Yeah, Obama was a Christian. I know they hate to admit that, but he wasn't trying to oppress them. He was trying to get them to play by the rules. They didn't like that because they wanted special treatment. So they wanted to take their ball and go home. And Trump's giving them the special treatment they want. So of course they'll defend any horrible thing he does in the name of Christ. And I hope that hurts them in the future. It's hurting them now, and I hope it gets worse. They yeah. don't deserve to, like, have their numbers grow because because they're jerks. Yeah. I want to keep my rage train going. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have a really cool Facebook post from... Um, Missouri GOP Senate candidate, Cortland <laughs> Sykes. Have Go you heard it. about this fine gentleman? Of course. Oh, this guy. So apparently he was asked if uh, he supported women's rights. And he released on his Facebook page a... And I'm really annoyed that he did it this way because I couldn't copy and paste it as easily. But like a photo of a statement, which like, how fucking dare you, sir? <laughs> Let me copy your words. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and like dig into what he said. Yes. Because really it's... Was this something, I didn't catch this, was it something he said now or something he said like a couple of years ago, but it's just coming to light now? No, I think it was, re- he recently okay. released it. Because I think he said in, wh- whether these are words that may have come out earlier or not, oh, I don't know, okay. but he did at least re-release them recently okay. in in um, in response to somebody asking if he supported women's rights. <coughs> His name is Cortland Sykes, which is, God, not a real name. <laughs> I want to come home. I want to laugh, but then I think of my name, so what do I know? <laughs> oh, wait. Quick sidebar. Um, Mikey and I, wh- whenever we do a road trip, we like to listen to How'd This Get Made, which is a podcast making fun of bad movies. Okay. And we watched Masters of the Universe, which is about uh, He-Man. Nice. <laughs> and Mikey kept My just, namesake. Mikey <laughs> just, and that movie is horrible. Like, <laughs> v- aggressively. Courtney Cox is in it? What the fuck really? is that? All? Yeah. She's a delight, as always. All right. Um, but just, like, once in a while, Mikey would just go, He-Man T. <laughs> <laughs> just as we're watching this terrible That movie. was a nick- one of many nicknames in high school. Oh, I not, bet you got... Not flattering, just no. saying it was one of many. My one nickname was Eagle, um, because when I pulled my hair back in a certain way, I have, like, a Roman nose, and ah. this football player thought I looked like an eagle. Nice. Oh, boys are really cool in high school. <laughs> Um, qu- speaking of boys, quote, I want to come home to a home-cooked dinner every night at six. And I'm not even going to talk about the grammatical nightmare that I'm okay, reading. Okay, okay, keep reading, Sykes. <laughs> Am I getting off track again? Um, Sykes said, referring to, ma- to demands made of his girlfriend, quote, uh, one that she fixes and one that I expect one day one day to have daughters learn to fix after they become tra- traditional homeowners and family wives. Sykes says that feminists push push an agenda that they quote made up to suit their own nasty snake filled heads is that a medusa thing i think it is but she wasn't it doesn't matter um he said also he hoped his daughters would not grow up to be quote guys remind me to make this a cross stitch quote career obsessed banshees who forgo home <laughs> life and children and the happiness of family to become nail biting manophobic hell bent feminist she devils who shriek from the top of a thousand tall buildings they are think 
They okay. Well, there's some grammatical Man, issues. Manophobic. Manophobic. I love it. Yeah, hellbent feminist. She hellbent feminist. She devils. Who he needs more mm-hmm. in here. Who who shriek from the top of a thousand tall buildings? They are think they could have leapt in a single bound had men not been suppressing them. It's just nuts. I'm not sure what that was supposed to say. They they this all guy's think they could have left in a single Just bound, to maybe? double check, this guy's a Republican? He is! No! From Missouri. Interesting. Um, so I think one thing worth pointing out, like, he is not the GOP candidate. I think he ran before and he lost like crazy. He's going to do it again this time. He's not, like, the guy the party's promoting. He's a random dude. Yeah. Who just says I'm a Republican? I want to run in the GOP primary. Yeah. So we don't have to necessarily. I'm giving them benefit of the doubt. You don't have to blame the party for this guy, but the fact that someone like him exists well, and, and he's I, running for yeah, office I get, I'm not, is disturbing. I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm, you're not blaming the. No, anyone I'm not. Else I'm fine it. not pinning the GOP right. with this, but but I do think this is a great example of this this sort of argument that is often had of like. People think feminists are fighting against this. They're, I, I think They're people think. Well, no, I think feminists. People tend to think feminists are like tilting against windmills. Of like, you have everything you need. Uh-huh. Why are you still complaining when there are very real people in the world who have these really garbage views? And just because like our personal friends don't think that doesn't mean those views don't exist, and doesn't mean we don't need to continue to stand up and fight for women who come across this motherfucker's path uh-huh. and who have the, the fucking gall to not be wearing an apron in his presence. Like, How I, dare you? I know. Ugh. I do need an apron, though. I think that's the thing that would be... Cross-stitch. <laughs> that's not how cross-stitch That's works. not how it... Oh, okay. <laughs> Start it. God damn it. You're welcome. I'm not cutting, <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. Fuck. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just want to make sure that we know that Yes, we're. I, I, it's important to talk about. My, did you write down when I snorted? Yes. <laughs> it's important to talk about. Just mic- remember never to cut that <laughs> out. It's important to talk about microaggressions. It's important to talk about like these the kind of Aziz and Zari type stories that live in this world somewhere between Harvey Weinstein and a dude who wants to have consensual consensual sex. <laughs> But, like, let's not lose sight that there are still garbage humans like this dude who exist and who still think that I need to stay in the kitchen where I fucking belong. We and are in your kitchen, by the way. I just okay, want to point that first out. First of all, we're in my dining room slash bar. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I would take a picture, but it's very dirty. <laughs> um, anyway, so fuck that guy. I got one for you that's a happy story if you want to do this. Are we into the happy story segment? We're into segment? a happy story segment. <laughs> I still have one really um, depressing story. But it starts depressing. The story is this. In South Dakota, they have a state seal, the state logo they use on stuff. It's whatever. It's a circular seal. It's a state of notes. I'm not moving this computer. Otherwise, everything's going to shut down. But I listen to 99% Invisible. I'm an expert. There's a river. There's like a farmer on the side in this picture. There's a boat on the river. South Dakota. South Dakota. And above it, there's a little banner like floating above the whole picture that says, under God, the people rule. Whatever. It's this farm scene from South Dakota. As far as things like that go... I've, the issue I've, isn't, I've heard more offensive I things. Know. The issue isn't necessarily the under God thing in this case, but check this out. Um, one of their uh, representatives, uh-huh. state representative, Sue Peterson, she filed a bill this week that said 
if anybody creates a replica of that image that isn't identical to the official one and doesn't include those words under God the people rule, they, that could be grounds for a class one misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in jail and or a fine of $2,000, up to $2,000. So if you reproduce this on Facebook, let's say... What the fuck but you are like, you talking about, Hammond? If you change the artwork a little bit, you could be going to jail. Okay, well, this is definitely the new Drama Hamid thing then. <laughs> yeah, don't... If you, if you do it, they're going to come after you. And so obviously the ACLU was concerned. They're <laughs> was like, like, hey, guys. Yeah. The ACLU is like, this, work. this is unconstitutional. It's not a road we want to go down. And it seemed weird, like, that. why would a Republican do this? But here's the thing. If you look at this bill, it has, like, 86 Republican co-sponsors and 13 Democrats, which I'm pretty sure are all the Democrats in South what? Dakota. Like, every, it was a bipartisan in some way. <clears throat> so this isn't just a matter of the under God thing. It's... If you're a satirist, if you're an artist who wants to poke fun at the state, if you do that with the seal, but you don't produce it accurately, you could go to jail. So I told you this is a happy story. Wait, I just want to note that this thing looks like it's made out of fucking clip art. Like, Oh, yeah, no, it's a totally made out of clip art. Like, it says 1889 at the bottom, and it's like, it's probably when this was made. (laughs) Um, It didn't have clip art in 1889. Maybe I don't know when Windows like, came out. If this was 1980, if it's a 1989, I'm like, oh yeah, they definitely made it in like paint then. But a day later, this is the amazing thing. Oh, at least days after this was filed, uh-huh. it turned out Peterson, this this woman who filed this bill, she spoke with the ACLU people. She oh. listened to all the feedback, oh. which was like, what the hell are you doing? This like, you can't go after satirists. You can't go after artists or some kid who does this on Facebook and just does it. By the way, after I posted this, my Twitter timeline is full of people just mocking yeah. the, as it should be. So she amended her own bill and she said the version that now goes through, that they're now debating, it says all of these rules, that it would be a misdemeanor, that you get a fine or jail time. It would only apply... If this seal is used for an official purpose or a for-profit commercial use. So for some reason, you're trying to make money off of this or the government's doing it. So if I redesign it as a cross-stitch no one cares. and sell it. Totally but if I fine. sell it even for a commercial use? Um, oh, then you have to use it accurately if you're trying to sell it. But if you're an artist just poking fun at it, no one's going to care. Um, wait, and wait. She, it actually says these requirements do not infringe upon or limit any artistic or satirical use of the seal. And the ACLU is like, that's fine. They said this doesn't infringe on any rights. The state has a right to say if you're using this thing out of a certain size mm-hmm. and you're using it for official purposes or you're trying to sell it because you're making like a South Dakota thing. Yeah. Then yes, you, you can, the government can say you have to use the accurate version, um, but they can't mess with artists or first amendment issues or anything like what that. We, like, okay. Maybe it, not maybe definitely. I do not understand how government works kind of at all, but what is how do people present bills like this just so when they campaign next time around? Yeah. They can go out they can and say, say, look, I did this thing to defend you. Like I pushed see, for the Bible campaign, to be the mandatory textbook. In I public would campaign schools. on like, Hey, I didn't push any garbage like perform- performative bills. Yeah. 
I, I tried to help people. I tried shit. to work for the people who have no voice in government. No, no, no. These people like to make Jesus the textbook and the Bibles, like the classes, they're mandatory in public yeah. schools. It's January, by the way, which means we see a lot of these crazy bills that get filed. They go to subcommittee and then use most of them oh, never so come out. Um, I mean, they could say I proposed this bill, even though it didn't do anything. But every now and then, depending which on the state, some of these Which is just code for I wasted everybody's time. Yes. So, but that's um, what most government officials do. So, so, so I guess good for her for changing the bill. Uh, but it was stupid yeah, to propose it in I the mean, first place. This no, wasn't a problem. It, it is slightly heartening to hear somebody was wrong and was told they were wrong and and did something and did about something it. about it. That's nice. So I have one more like bummer, and then I have a couple fun stories. All right. Here's my bummer. Um, so a study by, I uh, shit, I didn't write this down, but I think it's by, fuck, I should look this up later. Um, so uh, according to the study, support for LGBTQ people is waning for the first time mm. in quite some time. So this study found that of the 2,160 adult participants, only 40 uh, 49% describe themselves as very or somewhat comfortable around LGBTQ people. That's compared to 50%, 53% who felt that way in 2016. So slightly lower than it was a year or two ago. It's also worth noting that of that more than 2,000 people... Oh, no, I'm sorry. So out of, out of those 2,200 people or so, 1,900 were... Uh, are non-LGBTQ, so that's uh-huh. worth noting. That's a little bit... So of this, so that's the Trump effect right there. Mm-hmm. When you demonize people that much and you demonize homosexuality and LGBTQ people, wow, hey, look, the American public follows at least a little bit. And I think this is the thing that bums me all the way the fuck out. Um, of the straight cis respondents, 30% said they would either be very or somewhat uncomfortable if they learned a family member was LGBTQ, that's up 3% from 2015 to 2016. Similarly, uh, people would be uncomfortable uh, with, with gay people at their place of worship as a doctor or even a quote, a scene, a same-sex couple holding hands. <laughs> Look, those bigots are always going to be around. That, that doesn't bother me so much because, like, that's not new. But it's... It's frustrating it that up? it's... Yeah, it's frustrating that it's going in the wrong direction. I guess it's heartening to know that even under an administration that is as big as, as the one we have now, mm-hmm. and with the power that they have now, it's only gone in the but other direction a few percentages. Like, most people are like, no, I, I still support. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, because, like, no matter what policies are put in place, I, I'm not sure people... You, can you really change hearts and minds that way? Like, to me, backsliding on... on it could be that some of these people are now unafraid to say what they actually felt That's a good point. in the past. It's like it's like the white supremacy thing. These people didn't like not exist 5 years ago. Yeah. But like they knew they couldn't talk about it and Trump gives them license to be white supremacists. Yeah. Um and so kind maybe of to... these bigots existed but they were like, "Oh, I'm I'm okay with gay people." And now they're like, "Ah, cuz no. the PC police were going to put them in PC jail." Um, just to close that out, relatedly, the survey also found there was an 11% increase from last year among LGBTQ people who have personally experienced discrimination. Surprise. Cool. Nice work, America, Mm -hmm. as always. Um, Okay, I have a couple fun things. 
Do you yeah. have, how many do you have I'm left? I'm done. You're done? Yep. Oh, fuck. I got lots to go. What time is it? It's go. my bedtime. Okay, yeah. so first, this is very silly and dumb. Um, and uh, Mike uh, from New Zealand tweeted this at us. Um, also, hey, Mike, my parents are in New Zealand right now. If you see them, can you just be nice <laughs> to them? John Phillips Blumke. Hey, Mom and Dad, they listen to the podcast. Have you told you this? They listen to the podcast. What? And then Hi. sometimes my mom will call me and like respond to things that she heard in the podcast. Like She left a voicemail like, I heard Dottie ran into a tree. I just wanted to check on her. It's the best. I think my parents know I have a blog. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very supportive family. Look at you. My mom thinks I swear too much. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, so Mike sent this over. He said... Uh, this article said there is a um, a church in New Zealand called uh, it's called Destiny Church. Their pastor is uh, Brian Tamaki or Tamaki, um, and he they just recently <laughs> I'm so excited about this. They recently built a new promotional campaign <laughs> built around how good looking he is. <laughs> do, do you have a picture or the caption they have in that picture? Because I saw that tweet and then I started. I sure do. I started digging, so I got a follow-up so for you. Uh, so he, like, posted an image of himself with, like, these big, like, meme-like words. Supersize your faith in a hot church with a hot preach. Okay. <laughs> so I want to follow up on this, because I saw that tweet, and I'm like, I, so I know that I've written about that pastor before, and I'm like, I wouldn't oh, put no, this... he's the pet. I wouldn't put this beneath him. So I went to go look this up, and, like, they, this was actually in an article in a reputable newspaper, and they're like, this appeared on a website that claims to be affiliated with the church. Oh, my and God, I'm is like, it not him? Well, that's interesting. I mean, it was a picture of him. No, and but... so I went to the church's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. The picture was nowhere to be found. I went to Tamaki's, the pastor's personal page, the professional page. It was nowhere to be found. That picture was under some other page... It had the church's name in it, Destiny Church or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was no check mark on that Facebook page. So I'm like, okay, that's weird that it appears here because I don't know that this page is affiliated with the church. Is your so journalism going to ruin my good yes. time? So Fuck! I, I was like, where is this reputable newspaper? Why, why are they just citing this random Facebook page? So I emailed the church because I've done this before because I had issues with them in the past. And I'm like, I, simple question. I saw this in the newspaper, whatever, your website. Um, is this being put out by your church or is this some, whatever, unauthorized, someone else putting the pastor on this meme or whatever? Mm-hmm. Is it you just give me an affirm- confirmation or refutation or whatever? First, on Facebook, they said, you need to talk to our spokesperson. I'm like, why? just tell me no or yes. It's not that hard. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they said call this number now. I'm like, I'm not calling Australia. So they're it's like, New fine. New Zealand. Take whatever. it easy. <laughs> I'm, not calling, I'm not calling past three miles from where I live. Um, so they said, fine, email this address. I emailed them two days ago, I think. Uh-huh. I still haven't gotten a response back from them, which is weird because it would be really easy to say, no, that's not us, this newspaper, fake news, whatever. They didn't do that, which is weird. Mm. But I don't know that this church is putting this out. I think it's a parody, in my opinion, because uh, even churches like that aren't dumb enough to say, hey, we have a hot pastor, come join Jesus. I'm so mad at you right I now. I know, I'm sorry for ruining your fun. I was going to talk about how they 
promoted abstinence for young people. And <laughs> fucking fine, Hammett. Jesus. Sorry for asking questions. Oh, I hate it. I was um, going to post about it. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that unless I know it's this church because, like, yeah. I would love to rip on this church. Yeah. And then I couldn't right. find the thing I want. Listen, wanted. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I hate you. You're welcome. Um, so, God. Okay. Um, hey, by the I, way, if the church confirms it, I will let you know. Yeah. And then I've got we'll have some a blast. shit to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I had the good fortune or something yesterday um i happened to be home while the uh, larry nasser uh-huh. hearing was coming down um and i would like to talk about it go for it um so uh the judge judge uh, aquilina aquilina god i hope i said that right like she burned the place to the fucking ground which i really appreciated um there were some moments that people are calling out as being problematic. She sort of alluded to the idea that she wished she could sentence him to the same kind of thing that he did to these women. Um, but alas, that's not how the justice system works because right. it's not like... And by the way, she wasn't deciding guilt or not guilty. She was just the sentencing Yes, judge. no, she... He, had he was pled, already guilty. He had pled guilty. Um, but to, to me, the most... So these statements, and if you have a minute and if you, I don't know, need to cry like I do a lot, like just re- listen to some of these statements. They are incredible and brave and just fierce and ferocious and just like willing to take no fucks. Um, But at one point, so she was talking about, uh, the judge was talking about her uh, role was to assign sentencing, right? Like he pled guilty. They read the, um, fuck, what's it called? Victim. Victim statement. Victim statement. Is that what it is? Um. And he, uh, Larry, read a very brief statement of basically, I'm sorry, I feel like shit, which he should, and he's an asshole. Um, And so she comes back out from her chambers to talk about, like, her sentences and how she made the decision she made. And she read portions of a letter that he had sent days or weeks before. And... It was this, like, sometimes something comes along that you need it because it's such a clear-cut villain. Somebody who is representational of all the shit that you have to be mad about. And so this motherfucker not only molested, sexually assaulted children girls, women who trusted him as as their healthcare professional, um, not only lied about it, but this, this letter here, and she only read portions of it because she said some of it was too, like, fucked up to even put on the public record. She's not going to publish it, she said. Hmm. But this guy paints this picture of how he's the real victim in this and he's been manipulated and all this happens and there was a moment that this this judge is reading his his letter and he's talking about like how everybody's 
piling on to him. And he says, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And I wish I could describe the noise that the, <laughs> that the courtroom made. Because it was this, like, gasp and anger. And, like, are you, it was an are you fucking kidding me <laughs> kind of noise. Um, and anyway, it was... It was really, really, really empowering to see this, because fu- he didn't. He did talk about how hard it was for him to listen to all these victim statements. I remember like, that? Like poor baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thoughts and prayers, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it felt, and I think honestly, the reason, like some of the problematic, borderline problematic things that she said, I'm allowing myself to put on a shelf right now because I needed this moment of like this woman just fucking putting him in his fucking place and she had no pity on him. She had, there's a gift that I'm sure people have seen of she's reading, she's like holding the paper and reading this letter and she just locks eye contact with him and like throws it away. And she's got like these perfectly manicured nails and it was just everything. And this woman is an immigrant. Like she's naturalized. It's just, it was just this perfect coming together of all these instances. Um, anyway, basically people are talking about just like burning the whole fucking like MSU sports thing to the ground because so the president of the, the school president resigned today. Resigned. And really, I think anybody who even got an inkling of what was going on and did nothing has blood on their hands. And I hope they feel like shit about it. Um, all right. My last thing. I just really wanted to talk about yes. that whole thing. So this is this. <laughs> my brother sent this to me. Thank you, Kevin. Who just learned today that Laura Dern was in Jurassic Park? What? Okay. Do you know who? I do. Do you know what Jurassic Park is? Anyway, because Kevin just saw the Star Wars movie and he didn't really. Anyway, my yes. brother. I love my brother very much, but God, Kev, like get your life together. <laughs> um. So the Satanic Temple. <laughs> Oh, my buddies. These guys, these guys are fucking ruling my life. So they are bringing a lawsuit to say that their client, uh, who's known as Mary Doe, um, her religious liberties were violated because she tried. She went in to get an abortion, and she was forced to wait seven, forced to wait seventy two hours, listen to a fetal heartbeat, and accept a brochure that states life begins at conception before she is allowed to have an abortion. Um, the Satanic Temple argues that these all go against Joe's religious beliefs, um, which include that quote a non viable fetus is not a separate human being but is part of her body. That abortion of, and that abortion of a non viable fetus does not terminate the light, life of a separate, unique living human being. Um, which is beautifully summated, and that's a thing I think we... On this the pro- actually happened, I think, like two years ago, maybe? 2015. 2015. 2015 is when the abortion happened. And usually when you hear these arguments, obviously, Christians are like, you know, it's bad that we have these abortion laws because it goes against my religious beliefs. There are laws that protect my religious freedom. And we can play that fucking game. Right. Too, and the Satanists are saying, well, guess what? Her religious beliefs say abortion's fine because she controls her body. Yeah. And But the problem is when they filed that lawsuit, the judge said, like, I think after this was delayed for a little while, well, you've already had the abortion. The case is moot, so I'm going to toss it. But... Um, there was an appeal of some sort. I'm going off memory here. I don't remember. But there was an appeal, and it made it to the uh, Missouri. 
Supreme Court. Um, I think Missouri. Yeah, the state Supreme yeah, Court this week. So they were basically arguing the satanic religious freedom case in front of the Supreme Court on yeah, behalf of this woman who already had the abortion, but now it's on principle, no, but, basically. But, and yeah, and also the the interesting thing, and I and I read this with kind of the same thought of like, all right, what's what's the end goal here? But but what I read was. Um, so, uh, Missouri Solicitor Ge- Solicitor General uh, D. John Sauer, S-A-U-E-R, uh, stated that ultrasounds are actually not required to d- obtain an abortion in the state, which she was told it was, and many people are saying it was. Um, the the um, A press release from the Satanic Temple shared an audio recording of Sauer being asked if, quote, it's a position of the state, then ultrasound does not have to be conducted unless a person says they want the opportunity to hear the fetal heartbeat. So the state court hasn't reached a verdict, but this is the closest anyone has come to forcing an acknowledgement that these abortion restrictions are not mandatory in court. Yep. Good. Which I, I don't know, like this shit, this manipulation of women who need abortions, I find abhorrent. Yeah. I. It's frustrating that we have to debate this stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is a, Novel, clever, and you know, sincere. Yeah. If the court, yeah. The beautiful part is like, even if you say the Satanic Temple is satirical or something, it's not the court's business to judge how serious your beliefs are. If you say they're your beliefs, we got to run with that. Yeah, and I think, and they're taking them seriously as they should. I think that the the Satanic temp- Temple is kind of picking up the baton from where the Flying Spaghetti Monster, yeah. sort of dropped with it more with more legal his heft to it. Yeah, it's beautiful because because the Flying Spaghetti Monster definitely served a very similar purpose, and that was more about what we're teaching evolution schools or creationism schools, I guess, more specifically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is just taking that that baton and running with it because. Yeah, like sure, I have beliefs that you can't like if we're go- if we're just gonna like bitch about our own personal beliefs that are being violated. Cool, yeah, I can try to make everybody play by my own rules. I asked the Satanic Temple, like, so what do you think is gonna happen with this case? And this is what their spokesperson told me: If we lose, there are certain to be many who take it as evidence that our arguments were erroneous. Mm-hmm. They're not. Whatever the ruling, I'm fully convinced that our argument has been legitimate, justified, and undoubtedly worth the effort of our pursuit. Cost prohibitive, though the legal fees have been. Nonetheless, if we lose, we're certain to be denigrated. If we win, however, we will have completely reshaped the religious freedom debate in the United States, offering hope for a religious haven against encroaching theocracy. Mm -hmm. The importance of this outcome cannot be overstated. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely high-risk, high-reward. Yeah. But I don't know, guys. Hey, Satanic Temple, if you're hiring, (laughs) Sears doesn't want me. I swear (laughs) too much. Uh, Hammett, what is your happy thing of the week? Oh, hey. Did I tell you about 23andMe? No. So I did it. Did you do it? I did it. Wait, so explain what 23andMe Uh, is. I spit inside of a little thing. I sent it to them. Maybe back it up a little bit. Uh, Ancestry. (laughs) We just wanted wanted to know our ancestry. So We being your family. Yeah, family. You and your wife. Yeah. She got hers back like a day before I did. Uh And hers is like, cool. Like, whatever. You're from like 12 different countries. You have... Jeans from all these different <laughs> and places. And wife is a generic white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice name for pasty. So it had, like, you look at the thing on the, the website, and, yeah. like, it's different colors, and you could click on a jean, and, like, different parts of the world light up. Very neat. So I get mine a day later. 
You're you're brown. That's all <laughs> it fucking said. Wait, what did you're a hundred percent South Asian. There's that's it. It was the Aww, shortest buddy. thing ever. I'm like, if I click on a gene, it just India lights up <laughs> over like, and over. Did you have you thought about India as a place? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I, well, I knew that. At least your line is pure. Hundred percent, man. I am. I am. I really want to do this because I've heard so many conflicting things about my own personal heritage. <laughs> like, I swear to God, my grandmother told me we're part English. And I asked my dad. He's like, fuck no. <laughs> we're Irish. I don't know. We're German, too. Blumke. It's yeah. a very German name. I'm brown. You are brown. Meta, is that a brown name? Did you know? Is that a brown person name? I know. Name? I was shocked. Ay, ay, ay. What a week. Do I get my money back for that? <laughs> Like, I, I could have told me that. That reminds me. I keep wanting to do the um the similar twenty three and me for my dog because yeah. she's just like a fucking. They mutt. do it for animals. Yeah, cool. they they do like like breed identification. Okay. Um, and I really want to do it. And it's like just a little too much that I can justify spending while I've been unemployed on and off for a year. Um, but because she kind of looks like a Jack Russell Terrier, but like fucking huge. She's almost sixty pounds okay. now, which is just twice as big as we thought she was going to be. Anyway, but we were talking to somebody in the dog park who had <laughs> did it. And, you know, so you get the thing back and they're, I guess they do like generationally. So okay. like this was, you know, a border collie and this is whatever. And apparently this person got it back of like, oh, your dog's quarter border collie, a quarter German shepherd, a third this, and like 25% mixed breed. And they're like, well... I knew that going in. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like mixed I know it's mixed. <laughs> Thanks. That was sort of where I thought you were going to run with it a little no. bit. Anyway, I kind of want to do that, the though. Least, it was the most anticlimactic yeah. yes. thing to get. Anyway. Damn it, 23. So, so wait. So you're Indian, huh? I know. Wow. Shocked the hell wow. out of me. And you were a math teacher? I know. Way to buck the stereotypes, Thank buddy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, my happy thing, thank you so much for asking him. My happy <laughs> thing is tomorrow morning, early afternoon. So I said my folks are in uh, New Zealand right now, yeah. Australia soon, which I did. I've told I lived in Australia for, or I lived in Sydney for like six months. Okay. That's the thing you know about me, question I mark? I think I do. It doesn't matter. Sure. I feel like you don't listen when I talk sometimes. Um, but so my, and that was almost 10 years ago. My folks <sighs> are going, they're in that part of the world and so they're spending a few days in sydney and so i wrote down all of, like the shitty dive bars i used to go to <laughs> and i was like <laughs> please go to because there's a bar called cheers in sydney and it's like this sports bar and we leah my best friend and i had gone and we wanted to see the, the cubs home opener and we went in at noon which would have been like seeing it live then and they're like no we can play it tonight at midnight <laughs> on one tv you better fucking show up. And we're like, you better believe <laughs> we are. So anyway, they're doing that. But all that's to say, that means their their house and their townhouse in Wisconsin is is vacant. And so Party. Um, Rager. Nice. You know how 30 somethings are. No. So uh, me and my husband and You will act, act like I go out. <laughs> oh yeah. Is, is this the only time you drink in your whole life with me? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm such a good influence. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, this uh friend uh who's moved to chicago a few years ago who's friends with anyway we're friends with them and we're they've never been to wisconsin because she's from louisville and he's from ireland and they want to see wisconsin so we're just gonna go like 
Hey, it was supposed to be Winterfest, but it's going to be 50 degrees all weekend. <laughs> I'm not sure what that's going to look no like. Complaints. No complaints. Take it. I think we're just going to like hang out and cook food and watch movies and just like fucking. That it. sounds I'm good. Really? You would think that being unemployed, I wouldn't <laughs> need a vacation, but you'd be wrong. I've really <laughs> had to like figure out my life in the last few months. Anyway, I'm very excited about that. I like it. <sighs> nice. So, Hemet, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, I'm at Hemet Meta. I'm also brown. I don't appreciate this mockery. I'm not mocking you. Why'd you say you're brown on Twitter? <laughs> I just, I for, <laughs> I took a sip when you said that because I forgot how short your Twitter <laughs> handle is. I almost did a spit take. You know I, where we are, <laughs> patreon.com slash friendly. I Go Etsy. Oh, I'm about, oh, uh, Bitches Get Stitched Done on Etsy. I got my first three-star review today. I was really fucking what? bummed about it. Um, I am, in a couple weeks, I'm recording my the first episode of um, our Patreon only. It's going to be on this on this stream at first. Um, it's called Fables. I forget what it stands for. It's very late. I'm tired. <laughs> um, but so my brother and I are going to record. My best friend, Leslie, who I mentioned a little earlier from Louisville. Um, oh, no, that was off mic. You and I were talking about that just as friends. I didn't hear you. I don't listen to you. God damn it. Um, she's coming. We're going to uh, read Bad Feminist and record together. Um, my two best friends, um, Leslie and Amanda. Oh, that reminds me. Fuck. What was her name? So, so just quick sidebar. Like, if you guys want to turn it off, it's totally fine. But so I posted something from years ago, a couple of years ago when I was um, when we were doing bridesmaid shopping with with my friends, Leslie and um, and Leah. And we were in this store and we were they were trying on these dumb dresses and convinced the store woman that we were um, <laughs> that my that my wedding theme was don't roll your eyes at me uh-huh. was mermaids. Oh and it God. turns out that here it is, Carolyn. No. The woman who coordinated their wedding listens to this podcast. What? Yeah. Um, what That's was it? A weird and eventless ordinary is her is her thing. I wanted to plug it, Carolyn. And it was literally like I just posted a picture of my friend, and she was like, "Um, I know that person. She's the mermaid. She's the very <laughs> mermaid." And I officiated the wedding between Lee awesome. and Amanda. And I was like, "Do we know each other?" And we realized like we chatted the whole night, <laughs> and she listened to the podcast, and neither of us knew. That's awesome. That was a really fun, weird thing. But anyway, so if you're getting married in Chicago or having an event, I don't know. Just invite Jess. <laughs> woman's <laughs> business or you can invite me i'll i'll be charming and drunk for free done um okay cool see you next week bye bye <laughs>